Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I am your host, Black Ice. We have Brother Joe as our reader on um, this evening. Uh, I am excited about tonight's show. Um, it's another lesson that we have studied really hard and came up with a nice lesson plan for tonight for you, brothers and sisters. So, again, I am excited about tonight. I am excited about the show. And I ask at this time that you go get your pen and your paper and um, bring those things with you along with the open mind, brothers and sisters, as we deal with the subjects to matter matter tonight on tonight's show, Truth Hour, The Cardinal Sin. Again, we deal with tonight's subject matter tonight, The Cardinal Sin, brothers and sisters. So um, I, I, I think... Um, well, God's help that this is, will be another blockbuster show, that this would be another blockbuster show, brothers and sisters, with no doubt in my mind. So, again, um, go get your Bibles, your paper, your pen, and tune in to the show. We are live now. We are live right now. Let me go ahead and turn on my um, Facebook Live. So, for those of you who are on Facebook Live, you can go ahead and share this feed. Right now on Facebook Live, for those of you who are Facebook Live, tune in to the Bible Show Truth Hour, and we're about to go live on the Truth Hour. We're about to go live on our Truth Hour page. So tune in. It's a very hot, hot day in Chicago, brothers and sisters. It's 90. We've been asking for it. We finally got it. We've been asking for it, and we finally Got it. So let me go ahead and get ready to go live in three, two, one. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I am your host, Black Ice. I have Brother Joe on. Brother Joe, you can say what's up to the people at this time. Hey, peace and blessings, everyone. How you doing, brother? I am doing well, my brother. How you feeling tonight? I'm well. I can't complain. I'm well. Can't complain. That's good, that's good, that's good. Tonight's lesson, brothers and sisters, is called The Cardinal Sin. Again, tonight's lesson is called The Cardinal Sin. We're going to deal with the definition of the cardinal sin, what it actually means, and we're going to relate that to tonight's subject, the cardinal sin. Again, the cardinal sin. So at this time, brothers and sisters, go get your Bible, go get your pen, Go get your paper, and we ask that you come with an open mind along with your paper and your pen. We ask that you come with an open mind um, because what we want to share on tonight's show is going to be beneficial not only to you, but those who are in your news feed, those who are part of your network. 
So we're asking all of you all to share this video right now. Share this video right now. You know, it's amazing how when we come on, it seems like Satan always tries to throw a stumbling block somewhere uh, in the fray. But God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And as the old song goes, ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> we on the move. Ain't no stopping us now, brothers and sisters. We are on the move. So, again, uh, go to our Facebook Live page and get ready to share this video because the video is live. And I want to welcome all of you who are tuned in right now, the Bible Show Truth Hour. We're going to get ready to do our YouTube and get that up and running also as well. Tonight's lesson is called The Cardinal Sin. The Cardinal Sin. Sin. What is it, Black Ice? What is the cardinal sin? How do we know what it is? What does the Bible say about it? All these questions we want to deal with on tonight's show. All these questions we want to deal with on tonight's show. So we ask that you go ahead and share this video. Tell your family and your friends that the Bible Show Truth Hour is on right now. That the Bible Show Truth Hour is on right now, and we're dealing with the cardinal sin. I want to welcome everybody to the show tonight. I'm just giving everybody a moment to get on. I'm going to share this video right now to the various groups that we are a part of, including our own. Uh, we want to welcome everybody from the Israel of God student class to the show tonight. We're sharing this with them also as well. And any groups that you belong to, we ask that you share it Right now, we ask that you share it right now, brothers and sisters, right now. Right. So we're going to go ahead and start our recording for our YouTube, and we're going to go ahead and get straight into our lesson. We're going to go ahead and get straight into our lesson. We're going to deal with the cardinal sin, the cardinal sin on tonight's show. All right. Let me go ahead and welcome our YouTube listeners. All right, peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Um, I want to welcome our YouTube listeners to tonight's show. I am your host, Black Ice. Brother Joe is our reader for this evening. Tonight's lesson is called The Cardinal Sin. This is a Bible study, Bible study show. The praising, the shouting are all good. The saying that Jesus is good all the time, he will heal you, he will do all those things, all those things are good. But this show is definitely deal with specifically the education of the Word of God to those who are watching and listening this show. We want you to become educated in the Word. We don't just want you to leave from this show feeling good. We want you to leave from this show being educated, brothers and sisters. Again, being educated on the Word of God and what it says. And again, guys, we got some, we got some wind here. So it's a, it's a little bit windy in Chicago. We got a little bit of wind here. It's a little bit windy in Chicago. So we're just working it out, brothers and sisters. We're working it out, and we're getting it done, and we're getting it fixed. We're working it out. We're getting it done and getting it fixed. Uh, let us know if you can hear, Brother Joe. Joe, go ahead, my brother. Yeah, brother, I can hear you loud and clear, brother. Okay, for those who are watching Facebook Live, let us know if you can hear Brother Joe or not. Uh, go ahead, say something else, Brother Joe. Testing, testing, testing. 
right, all right. Let us know. Just type in the comment section that you can hear our reader for tonight, and um, we can go ahead and get started. We can go ahead and get started. Okay, brothers and sisters, uh, I wanted to start this lesson tonight. I want to start this lesson tonight um, with with the Ten Commandments, because in order for us to know what sin is, then we got to know what the definition of sin is, and before we know what the definition of sin is, we got to know this right here that we're going to address right now. We got to know this right here that we're going to address right now. So turn your Bibles to the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter. Exodus, the 20th chapter. And I want to read over some of these things. And we're going to come back to them, brothers and sisters, at the end of the show. But right now, this is where we want to start. Brother Joe, make sure that you read loud so that our brothers and sisters can hear you. We're going to start this thing off at Exodus. Chapter 20, and we're going to start this out at verse 7. Let's start this off at Exodus 20 and 7. Tonight's show is entitled The Cardinal Sin, Exodus 20 and 7. Let's go, Brother Joe. You shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and taketh his name in vain. So we've heard that before. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God, the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord would not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. Go ahead, my brother. Read verses 8 and 9. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The sixth day shall you labor and do all thy work. So six days you can labor and do all your work. But it says, remember the Sabbath day, and I want you to keep it holy. The Sabbath day, brothers and sisters, begins Friday at sundown, and it ends Saturday at sundown. Again, the Sabbath day starts Friday at sundown and ends Saturday at sundown. Let's go ahead and go to Exodus 20 and 10, my brother. Go ahead. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord thy God, and in it. You shall not do any work. You, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is with thy gate. So no matter who's with you, brothers and sisters, if you are a Christian, which means to be Christ-like, if you are in God and under God, then these things apply to you. It says that on the seventh day of the week, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, that you shall do no work because it is the Sabbath of the Lord. That starts from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. I don't want you working, your son, your daughter, your maid, um, or your cattle, the stranger, or anyone that is within your gate. This is the commandment of the Lord. And then at verse 11, my brother. For in the sixth day the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is a rest in the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. So the Lord blessed the seventh day and he set it, he set it aside. He said, this is my day. All the other days you can have as your own. But the seventh day belongs to me and that's my day. So I want you to honor that, all right? Now, let's get into the Ten Commandments, my brother. Exodus 20 and 12. Exodus 20 and 12. 
And keep going, my brother. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy day may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. You should not kill. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness against thy neighbor. You should not convince thy neighbor's house. You should not convince thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. So, brothers and sisters, it gives you a list of things that the Lord commands you not to do. It says you shouldn't kill, commit adultery, you shouldn't steal, bear false witness against your neighbor, and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on, brothers and sisters. So we are dealing with these things as commandments of the Lord, okay? Commandments of the Lord, brothers and sisters. So we know what we should not do, but when we do them, then we break them, and it's called sin. It's called sin, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go back to Exodus, Brother Joe, where we were. And I know we started um I know we started at seven, I believe it was, but I wanted to read that. But now let's go up a little further. Let's start at verses three and four. You shall have no other God before me. You shall make, make you shall not make unto thee any graven image. Stop right there. You shall not make unto thee any graven image or what, Brother Joe? You shall not make any graven image. Continue. Above. You shall not make any graven image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So how does the Lord feel about your crosses, brothers and sisters? It's a graven image. How does the Lord feel about your praying hands? It's a graven image. How does the Lord feel about your doves and your, your, your fishes on the back of your car with Jesus in it? It's a graven image. No matter how good it makes you feel or I feel, no matter what our rationale was in putting those things up as a symbol of our God or as a symbol of Christianity, he kills it all in the first line when he said, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Any includes all. So we understand that we were born into a system where a religion gave us a cross. A religion gave us praying hands. A religion gave us an image of a man who was on a cross. They gave us those things. And we didn't know any better, so we consumed those things and we accepted those things as something good, but not knowing that one of the commandments of the Lord said, don't do it. All right? Verse 5, Brother Joe. You shall not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God, visiting the inequity of fathers upon the children unto 
the third and the fourth generations of them that hate me. So how do you think the Lord feel when you're praying to a, 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 an individual that's called a saint? Okay, well, you pray to this saint for this, and you pray to that saint for this, and you pray uh, um, to Mother Mary full of grace, and you got your rosary, and you got, how do you think the Lord feels about that? He said, I'm a jealous God. Don't you dare put Mary's name and associate it with me when it comes to you worshiping me. Don't you dare put any saint's name, a man that existed that was flesh and blood other than my son in association with me when you're praying to me as if you need an intercessor other than Jesus. Now, since we know what the commandments were, brothers and sisters, if we break the commandments and the definition of this show or the subject of this show is called cardinal sin, cardinal sin, brothers and sisters, so now let's find out what the definition of sin is. There are people that say, well, those laws that you just read, Black Ice and Brother Joe, we we are no longer under the law. We are under grace right now. Well, the question that I always ask people who say that we are no longer under the law, the question that I always ask them is, does sin still exist? One question. Does sin still exist? And they say, well, yeah, um, black eyed sin still exists. And then the question that I asked them back is, how can there be no more law if sin still exists? Well, what do you mean, black eyed? What does that have to do with me saying that we're no longer under the law? Well, let's go to the book of John, the first chapter, verses 3 and 4. Read it to me, Brother Joe, the definition of sin. We're in the book of John. Turn your Bible to the book of John, the first chapter, verses 3 and 4. We're about to find out what the definition of sin is, brothers and sisters. Okay, Brother Joe, we're ready for you. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I, I, I am sorry, my brother, uh, Joe. Uh, we're in the book of First John. I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong one. We're in, so we're at the end of the book, brothers and sisters. Uh, let me see. No, I don't think that that's it either because I'm looking at it right now. So let's go back. Let me see. We have we have First John, you know, on the lower end. Okay, so let me do this real quick because we got to find out what the definition of sin is. Brothers and sisters, we got to find out what the definition of sin is as a part of this lesson. So, trans, transgress. So let me type this in real quick because I don't want to... Uh, Miss this part of the lesson because I need you to copy this down. And again, this lesson right here, brothers and sisters. Yep, First John, First John, three and four. So that's where we at. First John, three and four, brother Joe. First John, three and four. And that's where we're gonna go 
with this in the book of First John three and four. And again, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, uh, let me see. Um, chapter 3, 1 John chap- chapter 3, and verse 4. There we go. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Um, this is the definition of sin, brothers and sisters. So for those who say that we're no longer under the law, and I know those who say that are only repeating something that they've heard somebody else say, but they haven't taken the time to research this for themselves, but don't worry about it because we researched it for you. Uh, 1 John Chapter 3, verse 4. Go ahead, my brother. Whoever so committed sin, transgresses against law for sin in his transition. I want, you to, I want you to slow down, Brother Joe. I want you to look at those words carefully. And I want you to read all the words that are there. Just slow down, my brother. Um, go ahead again. First John, chapter 3, verse 4. Whoever so committed sin, transgresses. Also, the law for sin is transition of the law. Transgression. So whoever commit a sin breaks the law. But sin is the breaking of the law. So if we're, if sin still exists on this earth, that means that there are law that can be broken or laws that can be broken. So, brothers and sisters, that killed that whole theory that we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. We're under the law and grace. Grace didn't just pop up when Jesus died on the cross. Grace was found in the book of Genesis. And you can type that in and read it for yourself. So now we read the Ten Commandments. We read um, the royal law. And then we read that the definition of sin is breaking of the law. But what is the cardinal sin, brothers and sisters. We're going to get to that in a moment. Moment. The book of Proverbs, chapter 6. Proverbs, chapter 6. Proverbs, chapter 6, brothers and sisters. Write these scriptures down. And go to them with us. Proverbs, chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 20, brothers and sisters. Proverbs, chapter 6. And we're going to start at verse 20 and read down. Go ahead, my brother. My son, keep thy father's commandments, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continuously upon thy heart, and tie them about thy neck. When you goest, it shall lead thee. When you sleep, sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. So this is all about the law. This is all about the commandment of the Lord. It said, take it with you wherever you go. It's going to walk with you. It's going to go to sleep with you. Bind it in your heart because the Lord knew that in 2017 we would have an Internet, that in 2017 we would have a cable TV that's showing everything, that in 2017 that we'd be playing songs on the radio that's talking about shooting or killing or, or defiling our women. They knew that all the way back then. But they knew that if they had something in us that was more powerful than what was outside of us trying to come inside of us, that we could defeat those spirits of Satan. He's the prince of the air and the airwaves. Let's go ahead and pick it up at verse 23, Proverbs 6 and 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of this instruction of 
description or the law, I mean, or the way of life. Uh-huh. To keep thee from evil women, woman, with the clarities of the tongue of a strange woman. Mm-hmm. Look not after her beauty in thy heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a horse woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulterer will hunt for the precious life. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord knew that to man, woman would be his weakness, brothers and sisters, that a woman would be his weakness, that we love a woman so much as a man that we can look on her and think thoughts that we shouldn't be thinking, that we can look into her eyes, gaze into her eyes, and think thoughts that we should not be thinking, brothers and sisters. Um, Let's go ahead and go ahead and continue because I want to read this also. Um, Let's go ahead at verse, mm, verse 30. Go ahead, my brother. Men, do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. Continue. But if he be found, and he shall restore seven folds, he shall give all the substance of his house. So, brothers and sisters, it talks about when you find an individual that does something wrong to you, Give them a chance and give them an opportunity to correct themselves. Uh, Let's go ahead and read at verse 32. For whoso committed adultery with a woman like an understanding, he that doeth, it destroys his own soul. Keep going. A wound and dishonored shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regret any ransom, neither will he rest content, though you give it many gifts. So in other words, you can't pay no ransom, brothers and sisters. When the Lord comes to you and he said, okay, it's time to repay your debt. I gave you a chance and I gave you an opportunity to get it right. I came down here. I sent my son to this earth. He died for the remission of sins. And you knew this Bible. You studied this Bible, yet you continue to do wrong. Ain't no pleading or or begging with me at the day of judgment. No. Because, again, the definition of sin is the breaking of the law. The definition of sin is the transgression of the law. So now that we know that sin still exists, for those who say we're no longer under, uh, under the law, we're under grace, now we know that sin still exists because there's still laws exist that can be broken. And in the book of 1 John, the third chapter, the fourth, fourth verse, the definition it gives of sin is sin is the transgression of the law. The breaking of the law. So now, we just read the book of Proverbs 6, 20 through 35. We jumped here and there a little bit, but we talked about the commandments even further. It says, walk with the commandments, sleep with the commandments, 
Take the commandments with you. Bind them in your heart because these laws, you're going to need them, brothers and sisters. But what is cardinal sin or what is the cardinal sin or what are the cardinal sins, brothers and sisters, according to the definition that it gives us? So when we type in our Google search engine, it says cardinal sins is also known as the seven deadly sins. The modern concept of the seven deadly sins is linked to the works of the 4th century monk, Evagoras Ponticus, who listed eight evil thoughts in Greek as follows. So these are the eight evil thoughts according to this monk, which is where the cardinal sins derived from. Gluttony, fornication, greed, Pride, sadness, wrath, which means angry, boasting, which means pride, and dejection. Okay, brothers and sisters, now that was from the monk. And then it says that these were translated into Latin of the Western Christianity largely due to the writings of John Cassian thus becoming part of the Western tradition, spiritual pietists, or Catholic devotions. So now we're getting to Catholicism, brothers and sisters. So now the seven deadly sins, according to the Catholic religion, is gluttony, lust, which also mentions fornication, greed, pride, sorrow or despair, wrath, vanity, and sloth. So now we're getting into the seven deadly sins, which is also now called the cardinal sins, brothers and sisters. You see how when it went from Greek to Latin to the Roman Catholic Church, it changed the name to cardinal it's something interesting right there, brothers and sisters. I'm going somewhere with this. I want y'all to just follow me right now. So now let's find out if God got his own set of things that he hates. See, brothers and sisters, I'm showing you that there's nothing new under the sun. This monk and the Roman Catholic Church got what they call the seven deadly sins or eight evil thoughts or eight deadly sins, whatever you want to call them. They got them from the Bible, brothers and sisters. It's listed in the Bible. We're going back to the book of Proverbs, and we're going to find out, according to God, the six things that he hate, but it's seven things that he looks at as an abomination, which includes those six things that he hates, brothers and sisters. So let's go to the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter. We're going to start at verse 16, and I want you to read 16 loud and clear, Brother Joe. Just read 16 for right now. These six things do of the Lord hate. Ye seven are an abomination unto him. So these are the six things that the Lord hates. Did you even know that this existed in the Bible? Do you hear this being taught in your church? See, the reason why it's important because we may be in violation of some of these six things that the Lord hates. 
but we wouldn't know if all we're doing is going to church and singing and shouting. And we're not learning the words that are contained in this book. But we know the songs, I'm going up a yonder to be with my Lord. We know the song, order my step with his word. We know the songs, brothers and sisters, and we sing them. We know the songs, but we don't know the word of God. And that's what this show is designed to do. So let's find out that the six things that God hates, but seven which are an abomination to him, which the six things are a part of. Let's read the first one, Brother Joe, Proverbs 6 and 17. A proud look at lying tongues and hands that shed innocent blood. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. How many people are guilty? I could just stop right here. How many people are guilty of one of these three things? A proud look and a lying tongue. Who among those who are watching this video can ever say that they've never lied before? We've done something and we've been guilty of something that the Lord hates. So while we want to bash homosexuality, and many of us do who are not homosexual, they may be guilty of that according to the word of God, but what are we guilty of? And I just pointed out one, a lying tongue. Let's go ahead to um, verse 18, my brother. A heart that deceiveth wicked in that imagination. So a heart that devised. Wicked imagination. So in other words, your thoughts, brothers and sisters, you wonder how some people can come up with the things that they can come up with because they have wicked imagination. So they're able to devise these things, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, my brother. A false witness. Feet. There you go. Go ahead, my brother. Feet that be swift and running to the mischief. So, brothers and sisters, you know people who when something is going on, some type of drama is always going on, they always run to get involved in it. The Lord said, I hate that. I don't want you to do that. I don't even want you to be a part of it, but you are instigating it. Let's go ahead and verse 19. A false witness that speaketh lies. Have you ever lied on somebody before? Or have you ever been a witness for somebody else taking up for them and lying for them? Come on, brothers and sisters. We've all done it at one time or another. A false witness that speaks, that speaks lies. Go ahead, my brother. He that soweth disguard among brethren. So if you are the one in the middle keeping up commotion instead of bringing peace amongst your brothers and sisters, you are in violation of one of those things that the Lord hates. You could go back and read it in the book of Proverbs, the 6th chapter, verses 16 through 20. But now, brothers and sisters, in closing, we talked about the things that the Lord hates, the six things that he hates, seven of which are an abomination. We talked about the cardinal sins. We talked about the seven deadly sins. We talked about the law of God, the commandments of the Lord, which some say we are no longer under the law. There's no more law, some people say. But we also read 
from the book of First John, the third chapter and the fourth verse, that the definition of sin is the breaking of the law. And we all agree that sin still exists. So if sin still exists, then there must be a law that can be broken to define what sin is. If there was no law, traffic law, that says that if you run a light, it's a traffic violation, those red light camera tickets wouldn't be showing up in your home because it wouldn't be no more law. Now, 10 years after that, somebody might come and say, I'm going to add a new law. Don't mean that you took away the red light law. It means that you added something to it. So when Jesus says, I'm coming to add a new law, it didn't mean that he was coming to take away the rest of them, brothers and sisters. He was just adding something to what was already there. What Jesus replaced was the law of animal sacrifice because we don't have to kill animals and shed the blood of an animal no more for our sin. He shed his own blood for our sin, for the remission of our sin. So now let's go ahead and continue, Brother Joe. Now let's do this. In closing, the cardinal sin, the last sin that we will deal with today is a part of the Roman Catholic order, brothers and sisters. Now, we hear the term cardinal all the time. But did you know that cardinals were not a part of the hierarchy of the Roman Catholic Church? The Catholic Church is made up of one pope, 2,946 bishops. 219,583 priests. Well, where are the cardinals in this equation? See, brothers and sisters, cardinals are appointed by the Pope. And he takes the cardinals from among the 2,946 bishops. But the cardinals only have power to vote for the new pope and be in an advisory role. There are currently 180 cardinals worldwide, but only 120 of those are eligible to participate in a papal conclave to elect a new pope. So you mean to tell me that these bishops that the pope has appointed to be cardinals are the ones that's going to pick the next one in line to be pope? Well, the interesting thing about this cardinal sin, brothers and sisters, is that we have to be very careful because the Bible speaks of this one called the Antichrist coming from a specific religion. And this specific religion has a base in Rome, brothers and sisters. But where do we find it at in the Bible? Where do we find it at in the Bible? Well, before we go there, Brother Joe, I want to take a short detour real quick. Because, again, we found out, brothers and sisters, that there are things that the Lord hates. Well, at the beginning of this subject, we also stated that the Lord not only hates the sinner, but he hates the sin too. Again, the Lord not only hates the sinner, I'm sorry, the sin, but he hates the sinner too. 
Well, what do you mean, Black Ice? The Lord don't hate people. You've heard that before too, right? That the Lord don't hate people. Well, let's go read about in the Bible where the Lord hates the sinner as well as he hates the sin. Let's go to the book of Leviticus, the 20th chapter, Brother Joe. Leviticus 20, and read verse 23 for me. Leviticus 20, and read verse 23. Let's see if the Lord hates the sinner also. Go ahead, my brother. Leviticus 20 and 23. Uh Uh-huh. And you shall not walk in the manner of the nation which I cast out before you, for thy come. Committed all these things. For they, for, for, for they, go ahead, my brother. Yeah, they committed all these things, therefore I abhor them. He said, don't walk after all these other nations, for they commit sins, and therefore I abhor them. Do you know what the definition of a abhor means? It means to despise, and it means to hate. But I know some of you will say, well, black eyes, it really just, it really didn't use the word hate there. Although abhor also means hate. It's a synonym for hate because it didn't use it there. Some of you all might say, well, black eyes, well, you know, it still didn't say hate. Well, let's go to another verse that's used, Brother Joe. Let's go ahead to the book of Hosea, the ninth chapter, Verse 15, let's see if we can find anything there where the Lord talks about hating the sin, the sinner. Hosea 9, and, and I believe it's what, verse 15, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, my brother, go ahead. Hosea 9 and 15. All their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hate them for the wickedness of their doom. I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are revolters. So it says, all their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hated them. The Lord is showing you that he is capable of hating the sinner, brothers and sisters. And I know you ain't never heard that before, because you've been taught that, oh, the Lord don't hate the sinner, he hates the sin. Well, you're going to believe who told you that, or you're going to believe what we're reading out of the Lord's book called the Bible. We just read two places, brothers and sisters, where it talks about how the Lord hates the sinner. Let's go ahead and read another one, Brother Jokes. Let's go to the book of Psalms, the fifth chapter. The book of Psalms, the fifth chapter, verses 4 and 5. Psalms 5, 4 and 5. When you get it, you can go ahead, my brother. For you, for you art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell within thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. You have it all worked. No, uh, 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 we we, we got we to gotta make sure we get those words right, Brother Joe. Go ahead, read number five again. Just read it slow. I want you to get those words so that they can hear it. A foolish shall not stand in thy sight. You have it. All it, says, it says thou hatest. Go ahead. Thou hatest all work of iniquity. So it says that the Lord hates workers of iniquity, brothers and sisters. There's a third place where we find that the Lord hates the sinner. Although we've been taught 
that the Lord don't hate the sinner. He just hates the sin. But see, these were people that was trying to lighten your burden, but you need to be burdened, and I need to be burdened so that we can fix ourselves and fix this thing. Let's see if we can find another place where the Lord hates the sinner. Let's go to the book of Malachi, Brother Joe, chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1, and I believe that's the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 1. And 1. And let's go ahead with verse 1 and 2. Go ahead. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, wherein, as is thou love us, was not Esau Jacob's brother? Saith the Lord. Yet I love Jacob. And right. I hate Esau. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, no, go ahead, my brother. You were right on target. My fault. He said, I, yet I love Jacob. And, I, and what else? Yet I love Yet I love Jacob, and I hated Esau. Stop right there. The Lord hated Esau? That's the fourth place where we just read that the Lord hates the sinner as well as he hates the sin. Let's go ahead for the sake of time and find one more place. Let's go to the book of Romans, the ninth chapter. Book of Romans, the ninth chapter. And let's see if we can find anywhere else where the Lord hates the sinner as well as he hates the sin. And this is the New Testament, so I don't want y'all to say, well, that's that Old Testament stuff, uh, Black Ice and Brother Joe. Well, let's read it in the New Testament. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. And I believe it's verses... 13. Go ahead, my brother. You got it. Verse 13. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Brothers and sisters, we're showing you that sin is connected to the sinner. The sin is connected to the law. Because if you don't have something to tell you that you're doing wrong, then how can you be in violation when you do something wrong? So that's how we know, brothers and sisters, because sin points out the law, and the law points out sin. It all works in conjunction with one another. Now that we know what sin is, there has to be someone committing the act of sin, which is called the sinner. And we just read six different places where the Lord is saying that he hates the sinner. But we want you to understand, brothers and sisters, when you're sinning with the heart, that feels guilty or bad about the sin that you're doing, then you can be redeemed. But there's another kind of sin, brothers and sisters, that works knowingly against the will of God. And when you work knowingly against the will of God, that puts you on a whole nother plateau with the Lord, brothers and sisters. And that's the kind of sinner that he hates, the type of sinner that has no repent in his soul for what he or she is doing. Let's go ahead and continue and close this thing out, Brother Joe. Now that we pointed out that there is, brothers and sisters, a religion. And there is a place, brothers and sisters, where this religion resides. 
but we got to go find out where that place is. Let's go to the book of Revelations. I believe, what is it, the 17th chapter, Brother Joe? Yes, sir. Revelation 17. Let's find out about this mystery Babylon that's talked about in the Bible. Let's talk about this cardinal sin, brothers and sisters. Um, go ahead, Brother Joe, and I think we're going to start at what verse? Um, verse 1. Verse 1. We're going to read this real quick. Revelation 17 and 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had seven veils and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show you, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great court that sat upon many waters. Wait a minute now. He's talking about the judgment of something that he calls a whore that sits on many waters. Well, let's find out some more about this whore. Let's go ahead and verse 2. Let's identify it. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with these wines of her fornication. So it would be, brothers and sisters, something that the whole world looks to that would be contrary to the word of God. So whatever this is, is getting people high off of their misinformation. It's getting people high off of their false religion. Let's read some more about how this false religion made the people drunk. Let's go ahead and read uh, verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and decked with gold, precious stones, and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations, filthiness, of her fornication. What religion do you know, brothers and sisters, is represented by purple robes, scarlet-colored robes, brothers and sisters, has a cup that it passes around, has, has, has um, uh, what do you call it, um, um, precious stones and pearls. Come on, brothers and sisters. It ain't like no church that I've seen in the hood. This is a different kind of church. We ain't talking about your Baptist and Pentecostal and, and, and your Church of God and Christ. This is a different church that got big cathedrals, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and read verse 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon, the great mother of Harlot, and the abominations of the earth. So, brothers and sisters, whatever this mystery Babylon is, we got to find out where it is. We got to find out where it is. So, for the sake of time, let's go ahead and read. You can read this whole thing on your own. I just want to point out something to you because this is not the major part of our topic, but this is um, goes with our topic. So read it all, this whole chapter on your own, on your own time. Let's go ahead to verse 9, and uh, let's go ahead to verse 9 and find out where, where she resides. Go ahead. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains, on which the women sitteth. 
Go, uh, um, so we'll stop right there for, for the sake of time. Brothers and sisters, do you know there is a place that sits on seven hills? Verse 9, it says, and here's the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Do you know that there is a place that sits on seven mountains, brothers and sisters? Type in your Google search engine the word Rome and put next to Rome seven hills. Seven hills of Rome, group of hills on or about which the ancient city of Rome was built. Rome was built on seven mountains. Rome was built on seven mountains. <clears throat> Let me read to you the names of these mountains or hills that Rome sits on. Aventine Hill. Callian Hill. Capitoline Hill. Asquatine Hill. Palatine Hill. Coronel Hill. Venomo Hill. These are the seven hills that Rome sits on. And what church comes out of Rome, brothers and sisters? It is none other than the Catholic Church. So how does this go into our subject matter today, the cardinal sin, brothers and sisters? Well, the cardinal sin goes back to the definition of sin, which is the breaking of the law. So now, if there would be a religion that has gotten everybody drunk with this doctrine, what is it about its doctrine that's contrary to the doctrine of what's written in the Bible? So turn your Bible to Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Let's read uh, one verse, Matthew 23 and 9, one verse. Now, in the Catholic religion, they call their priest, Father, read to me Matthew 23 and 9, Brother Joe. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, Jesus told you out of his mouth, and he wasn't talking about your biological father. He was talking about as far as religion is concerned. Read that again. He said, call what, Brother Joe? And call no and call no man your father upon the earth. So how is it, it, go ahead, I'm sorry, bro. So how is it that they want us to call their priest father when Jesus said, Call no man father? Turn your books to the book of first John. First John and I believe it's verse nine. Now in the Catholic religion you confess your sins to a man. Let's read 1 John, verse 9. 1 John, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So, brother, this to, is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish it out. And to cleanliness and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, brothers and sisters, the only individual, the only being that is worthy confessing our sins to, brothers and sisters, is the Father in the name of the Son. 
The Son is our intercessor. Jesus is our intercessor to the Father. Not a priest, brothers and sisters. So why confess your sins to a priest? Again, here's a religion that has gotten the whole world drunken with its own doctrine that's contrary to the doctrine that we're reading in this book. Turn your books to the book of Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. Now, in the Catholic religion, they tell you to pray to dead saints. Well, pray to the saint of this and Saint Mark and Saint this and Saint that. Well, let's read the, the book of Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, verses 10 and 11. Let's see what it's saying about praying to the dead. Deuteronomy 18. Verses 10 and 11. Go ahead, my brother Joe. There shall not be found among you anyone that mistaketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observe of time or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a Consultor. Consultor. Go ahead. Consultor, a familiar spirit, or a wizard, or a necromancer. So, brothers and sisters, this even talks about card readers, talking people who are going to read your palms, and people who are supposed to do this for you, and, and, and tarot card readers. He said, I don't want you dealing with those type of people. Well, if a saint carries power, to do something for you, someone who died and supposed to be still hanging around to navigate you through your problems, brothers and sisters, well, that saint will fall up under this same group of people. Now, what about praying to Mary? Hail Mary, Mother of Grace. Um, John 14, chapter John 14, verse 13. St. John 14, verse 13. Go ahead, my brother. St. John 14, verse 13. And whatever, whatever, oh, whatever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Did it say that the Father may be glorified through Mary, the mother of Jesus? Or did it say that the Father may be glorified through the Son? It's just showing you, brothers and sisters, how religion takes you away from what the Word of God says. And you will never know what the Word of God says if you are only going to church singing and shouting and speaking in tongues and not learning this book for yourself or being educated and what's written in the book. What about the cross, brothers and sisters? Those of us who have crosses around our necks, those of us who put trees in our home and we decorate them, those who have rosary beads and all those things. Exodus chapter 20, and we read that earlier, so we're going back to where we started. Exodus 20 and... Two through four. Exodus twenty two through four. Go ahead, my brother. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house house of bondage. 
Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So, brothers and sisters, these crosses got to go. These praying hands got to go. These doves and these things that are a symbol of your Christianity or a symbol of your religion, it got to go because the Lord said, I want you to worship me in spirit and in truth. Can you see spirit? No, you cannot because spirit is invisible. So he wants you to have enough faith to believe in something that you can't see but that you know exists. Now, what about the Sabbath day? The Catholic Church says under the Roman Emperor Constantine, who changed the Lord's Sabbath day from Saturday to the first day of the week, Sunday. Let's see what the Lord says at verse 8, Exodus 20 and 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, verse 10, now remember today people go to church on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. But what did the Lord say? Exodus 20 and 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, you shall not do any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughters, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, that is within thy gate. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Without a shadow of a doubt, I ask you, brothers and sisters, has this modern-day religion that we have been consumed so much that has found its way in our churches that we go to? Because if you have a cross in your church, you are a Roman Catholic and don't even know it. If you go to church on Sunday, the first day of the week, you are a Roman Catholic and don't even know it. See, it don't matter what you change the name to say. Church of God in Christ, Baptist, Pentecostal, agnostic, whatever it is. Don't matter what name you change it to. What matters is what you are doing in the name of the religion that you say that you represent. And I confess to you today, brothers and sisters, out of our mouths, that if you are doing things in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, that's contrary to what's written in this book, whether or not your parents had done it or your grandparents had done it, brothers and sisters, you and I are all in violation. And now that we know the truth, based on today's lesson, the question is, what are we going to do with it? Brothers and sisters, it is 8.38 p.m. Central Standard Time, May 16, 2017. I ask you, do you know where your mind is? Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm going to say goodbye to our YouTube listeners. If you want to be added to our text invite list, which means we will text you right before we go on the air, Send your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. 312-719-7310. Today's lesson was called The Cardinal Sin. 
Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines, brothers and sisters, and find out uh, what they thought about tonight's show. Chicago, you're on the line. State your name, Chicago. All right. Let's go ahead and go to another caller. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago. Who is this? Hey, brother. Black guy, how you doing? I'm all right, and you, brother? Who's this? Yeah, this is Brother Mike. Brother hey, Mike, brother up in the Israel God, man? brother. Just want to commend you on a nice, good lesson you put together. Thank you and, so uh, much, brother. God be with you, brother. Thank you so much, man, and, and thank you so much for your support. Let's go ahead and go to Texas. Texas, you're out there. State your name, Texas, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Go ahead, Texas. You're on the line. Yeah, it was a really good show. I mean, I, I, I could find a lot of that in my heart, you know, man. Thank you so much. Who's this, Texas? Oh, this is George. Brother George, I thank you so much, man, for calling in to the show. I thank you so much for, you know, listening to the show. And, thank um, you. And um, these lessons are also on YouTube and Facebook. So you can, if you missed any portion of the lesson, you can always go back and watch them. Um, the the Facebook page is called um, the Truth Hour Bible Show. The Truth Hour Bible Show. That's the Facebook. Truth page. Hour Bible Show on Facebook. Right. So you can like that page, and you can go see tonight's yeah. video in its entirety, and you can go see, um, you know, the the past videos also as well. And then we have a YouTube channel. And that YouTube channel is called. Uh, let me just make sure. Let me just make sure I got the got the right name. Uh, let me see. I want to make sure. Okay, the 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 it's called the Truth Hour. Okay. Okay, it's called the Truth Hour. On YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube, and these lessons go up um, every week. Okay. So you can type in Truth Hour and the word Black Ice, B-L-A-Q-I-C-E, B-L-A-Q-I-C-E. And then, uh, Black Ice, yeah. Black Ice, yeah, and, and the word Truth Hour. You'll see it come up and then just subscribe. Thank you so much, brother. All right. Yeah, no problem. All right. Let's go ahead and go to our next caller. Caller, you out there. State your name. Hello? Yes, you, you, you're on the air. State your name. Who's this? Hi there, my name is Don, mate. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, did you get a chance to listen to tonight's show? I did. Absolutely amazing. Long-time listener. You know, it's a great show. Thank you so much. And and if you have any suggestions for any lessons in the future, um, we'll definitely be, um, you know, uh, willing to take those down also as well. Uh, we want to push ourselves and we want to push our listeners to just get into this word, man, and, and learn what it says according to what's written and not according to how we feel, what we think, what we were told, and what we were taught. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, brother. So, um, Brother Joe, you got the last word tonight, my brother. Um, tell me um, your thoughts on tonight's show. Hey, tonight's show is always, always enlightening, brother. I mean, you, you teach it so well. Um, no complaints for me. I just want to, you know, thank all the listeners, um, the viewers, YouTubers, uh, Facebook, 
call-ins. I just want to thank everybody uh, for taking the time out of that evening to uh, to join us on a, another great teaching, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you, too, my brother. I definitely thank you, brother, for being committed to being here, you know. And I know some of those old English words are hard uh, to pronounce, but, you know, I saw that you started adding the English, you know, to the, the modern-day English version of them. And just, um, just you know, commit to do that. You know what I'm saying? Just commit to do that and, and just keep doing it and and uh, um, you'll get, you know, you'll get better on those things as we go along. And if you want to go over some of those scriptures, you know, before we actually go on air, then we can do that also as well. But the whole thing is for our listeners' edification and for the Lord's glorification. Yeah. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, my brother. That will conclude tonight's show. We thank everybody. Peace and blessings. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.